Hello and welcome to the Jumbo Package NFL Podcast. I'm Sonny Giuliano. Soon I'll be joined by my co-host Paul Clark. And right now you're about to listen to one of our eight NFL Divisional Preview Podcasts that we have recorded ahead of the 2019 NFL season, which is the sixth year that Paulie and I have been covering the league. Now, if you've been listening to us over the years, we thank you for coming back. If you're new to the show, thanks for stopping in. Throughout the season, we will be making our game picks each week and breaking down all of the biggest storylines around the league. But for now, we've got divisional previews to handle, so let's get to it. Welcome to the Jumbo Package NFL Podcast. We've got the AFC South Division Preview coming up. I'm Sonny Giuliano. I am joined by Paul Clark. We just got done talking about the AFC North and a group love affair between myself and various members of the Baltimore Ravens. (laughs) We need to put that behind us, so far behind us. so let's dive right in, Polly. Um, what's your one big question for the AFC South? I, it, it feels like it has to be Andrew Luck related. Yeah, I mean, it, it's to me, there's a million questions about this division. Like, every team you could ask a question about. Yeah, but, very true. You know, Schefter dropped this bomb on us Saturday night about 1030 that basically made me rub my eyes and scratch my head like I was seeing things. Um, I, I'm in shock. Um, I actually, I did the thing. I, I had to, I checked, I clicked the actual profile for Schefter because I wanted to make sure it was one of those things where I wasn't duped by one of like the fake Woj counts. Yes. That happens all, it happens at least once in free agency every year. Um, you, you get the fake Woj account that talks about, LeBron signing with Phoenix or something weird. Um, so I clicked the profile because I, I thought maybe this is just not real, but there it was. It was real. Um, Andrew Luck retires only 29 years old. Um, but you're right. There, there was a lot up in the air in this division anyway um, heading into the season. And now my my pick for the one big question was – can Indianapolis still contend for the division title with Jacoby Brissett running the show? I'm not even thinking about them as a Super Bowl contender anymore. Going from Andrew Luck to anybody is going to be a huge drop-off. But I think the question deserves to be asked because this is not a great division. It's not a, it's a division that could be won probably – with a nine and seven record, um, so the question for me is: Can Indianapolis still contend for a playoff spot? Um, what was your question? To be honest with you, I actually wrote down there's just so many questions in this division. I didn't know where to even start. Um, yeah, that, that's completely fair. It really is. Um, so 
I, well, let's do this. I, Go ahead. I just thought, you know, you could talk about the Titans. Will it be Mariota? Will it be Tannehill? Will Mariota make it through the year? Will Tannehill make it through the year? You know, what will happen with the Texans? Will Bill O'Brien make it through the year? How long will Deshaun Watson last playing behind that offensive line? You know, they lose Lamar Miller to an ACL. You know, what kind of year will DeAndre Hopkins have? You know, the Jaguars. Will Nick Foles be Nick Foles from Philadelphia or Nick Foles from Philadelphia the first time? You know what I mean? Like, like, you don't know. Like, there's just so many things. Will Jacksonville's defense be Jacksonville's defense from last year or Jacksonville's defense from two years ago? You know, it's just like it's it's crazy. This division's crazy. Well, there are two things I want to point out. One one question that you actually didn't ask, um, and aside from the luck news, maybe this is the biggest news in general coming out of the AFC South, is Jadavian Clowney going to be in the AFC South when right. when the season right. kicks off? Um, right. It is entirely possible that by the time this podcast is posted, that he is not on the Houston Texans roster. That happened last year with us with Khalil Mack getting traded to the Bears. We had to preview this as if Khalil Mack was still in the AFC West. Um, About a week later, he was traded to Chicago. Um, So if you hear us, we'll we'll address that right now. Genevieve and Clowney might not be a Texan when you listen to this. Um, Apologies if that's the case. It's not the end of the world. You'll get over it. the second thing, Jacksonville's defense, and this is Jacksonville is one of the really interesting teams in the league to me this year. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned, will their defense be what it was last year or two years ago? The Jacksonville defense, because I, I, that was my perception that this was a defense that really regressed from 2017 to 2018. That was not as much of a big deal as it was that the offense went from league average in 2017 to the very bottom of the league in 2018. Defensively, here, here, here's how they, they dropped off in a couple categories. Um, points allowed, they were second best in the NFL in 2017. They were fourth best in 2018. Yards allowed, second best in 2017, fifth best in 2018. The one area where they really dropped off, second in turnovers forced in 2017, 22nd in turnovers forced in 2018. But composite, all things considered, this was a Jags defense that was still one of the seven or eight best defenses in the league last year. The problem, in 2017, they were fifth in points scored. They were 31st last year. In 2017, they were number six in yards per game, 27th last year. Turnovers, they were 19th in 2017. They were 28th last year. They dropped off in very major ways offensively, in slight ways defensively. I am not concerned about their defense. They could maintain where they were last year and be fine as long as Nick Foles can boost them up back to league average. So that's one of the things that I'm really interested in. Um, but let's uh, let, let's get to the, the first real category. Best offensive player. 
there are not a lot of options in this division. Not really, no. Especially with Andrew Luck gone now. Andrew Luck gone. Um, I think you got two guys in Houston. Mm-hmm. They're mentioning DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, top, you know, three, four wide receiver in the NFL. Deshaun Watson, basically going to have to be Superman again because their offensive line is atrocious. And, you know, I also marked down Nick Foles. I mean, sure. It's fair. I mean, based on... You there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh. Sorry, there was something very screwy going on on my computer. It, It showed that you were talking, but apparently you weren't talking. Um... Yeah, you know, mentioning Foles is fair based on what he has done in Philadelphia the last two years, coming in in relief of Carson Wentz. Um, My pick was Hopkins, who, you know, you said one of the two or three or four best receivers in the league. Pro Football Focus, our our friends and unofficial sponsor, they not only had Hopkins the number one receiver in the NFL, they ranked him as the number two overall player in the NFL from 2018. Wow. Um, and for for very good reason, 115 catches, 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns. His 115 receptions without a single drop were 45 <laughs> more, 45 more than the previous record um, held by Randall Cobb back in 2016. Um, so he just, blew that son bitch out of the water. Um, he ranks third in receiving yards, fifth in receptions, and second touchdown catches since entering the NFL in 2013. Um, just the total package. And Watson, you, you laid it out. He's going to need to be Superman, um, not because there is a lack of talent um, for him to, to disperse the ball to, because Hopkins and Kiki Kuti and Will Fuller and, you know, Lamar Miller obviously getting hurt puts a damper on it, but Duke Johnson filling in. Yeah. Um, He has guys to throw to, but as you said, an abysmal offensive line. He was sacked sacked the fifth most times in NFL history last year. Um, When he does not face pressure, how about these numbers? 75% 75% completion, 119 passer rating. Um, but there lies the problem. He's under pressure far too often. So will they be able to keep him upright? Maybe that's the big question if in this division because it kind of seems like if they can, if they can improve in, on the offensive line, this could be an offense that really takes off. I mean, it was so bad that he couldn't fly last year. He had to walk <laughs> the Jacksonville. I mean, come on. That that's like that's negligence. I mean, that that's bordering on like criminal. Yeah. That you allow your franchise quarterback to get that beat up because of your your own organizational failure at building an offensive line for him. I mean, and then you say, 
Then you say, we're going to put you on the Greyhound so you can play this next game. It's basically the reason Andrew Luck is now retired, because the Colts didn't get him an offensive line until last year, and by that time it was too late. Absolutely. You are 100% right, without a doubt. Um, Now now the Colts have one of the best offensive lines in the league, and their franchise quarterback had to retire because he's so beat up. It's such a shame. It really is. I mean, do you want to do a luck spiel right here? Because, you know, we're talking best offensive players, and I don't know if he would have been your pick. I I didn't finalize my list until he was 100% Sunday night. My pick. He, he was like my pick for – he was like one of my favorites for MVP. Like, I mean, he, he got – No, I'm, I'm – he, he very well could have been. And, you know, the only reason it's not a sure thing is because DeAndre Hopkins – in my opinion, is the best wide receiver in football. So they're 1A and 1B, in my opinion. But let's do a luck thing, because you and I have both loved this guy forever. I mean, since we we saw him in the Orange Bowl when he was at Stanford, we we loved him. Um, So the floor is yours on Andrew Luck, because I'm sure you have a lot to say. I mean, it's just sad. Like, you know, it's sad that um, one, um, that the Colts didn't find it a priority to get him an offensive line till last year. Two, and this might be the biggest thing, the fans that booed him the other night. I hate ashamed. it. I mean, just totally ought to be ashamed of themselves. I mean, the guy played through so many injuries. I mean, he played with a torn abdominal and a lacerated kidney in one game. Think about that. And uh, to to that, to the I mean, to the fans that booed him, I also want to add every Twitter tough guy who who is calling Andrew Luck out for for deciding to retire. The best was the people that just rip like Doug Gottlieb and, and Dan Dockich, like these people that. Oh, oh, you I'm mean me? Yeah, yeah, you. Because you know, <laughs> I, I didn't hold back. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, come on. Like, it's not just he's saying he's mentally tired. He's dealing with shit that, I mean, come on, guys. Let, let's be real here. All right? Let, let's be real and think about the injuries this guy's dealt with over the last four years. I mean, the injuries yeah. he played with and dealt with, and I, you know, I, do I think he's not only? I don't. I think he'll probably play again, but I, I think he just needs time. See, I, I don't. I, I don't think he's going to come back. I, I, I think. I, you know, I think there's going to be one juicy offer in about two years. Maybe, and you know what? If he if he came back and he was mentally into it, and he was his body was right, and he could come back in the NFL and play and, and thrive and succeed, and that that's great. I, I hope that's the case. But more than that, I hope that he just finds peace with whatever with, with the decision that he made, because at the end of the day, he doesn't owe being a football player to anybody. No. Right? No. He he's a bright guy. He went to Stanford. He he was an architecture major. 
he he could have whatever future he wants. Yes. And if he doesn't want the NFL to be part of it, then so be it. He he was in the NFL for what six years as a starting quarterback because he missed one full year. There are yes. very few, if any, better six-year opening runs from a quarterback ever. He should be a hall. He should be a hall of famer when he gets the opportunity to go in. Go what with that? First ballot hall of famer. Look at the. He absolutely should be. Look at the Colts when he didn't play. Manning left or couldn't play. They were two and fourteen or whatever they were. Yeah. Luck won eleven games with them the next year. His rookie year. I mean. He got that one team to the AFC Championship game. I mean, he beat Peyton Manning in Denver. He yep. he just he was a phenomenal quarterback, and I loved watching him play. But you know, seeing him talk in a, in his presser, um, just talking about the pain that he was in, I you know, I don't want that for him. Really yeah, I don't want that for him. I, I hope he enjoys his retirement. Um, he He's one of the defining players of this decade for me, though, without yes. a doubt. Um, anyway, best defensive player. Let, let's move on. Uh, plenty of options here in the AFC South. Where did you go with this one? Um, well, I... You know, their names, you know, J.J. Watt, Jalen Ramsey, Calais Campbell. I went with a young guy in India. I went with Darius Leonard. I thought he had a huge year last year. I, I think he does nothing but get better on a young Colts defense that was very good last year. And uh, I, I gave it to Darius Leonard. Totally fair. He was one of my honorable mentions. Led the NFL in tackles, uh, two interceptions, four forced fumbles, seven sacks, one of the the most impressive and unexpectedly great rookie seasons that I can remember. Yeah. Um, you have you know every guy that you mentioned him, Jalen Ramsey, who who some people said slipped last year. Uh, he I, was I hate Jalen Ramsey by the way. Just so you know. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me one bit. Um, But even still, still, you know, putting that aside, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Um, An underrated guy, Kevin Byard in Tennessee, safety there. He was the number 45 player in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, 90 tackles, four interceptions last year. He led the NFL with eight interceptions two years ago. Um, I ultimately, I, I couldn't decide between... Calais Campbell and J.J. Watt, so I went with a tie. Um, Ultimately, I'm just very happy that we have healthy J.J. Watt back. And last year, um, he he seemed to be that guy. Um, He had 78 quarterback pressures. That was the second most among edge defenders last year. Um, It's just good to have him back on the field. Hopefully he can stay healthy this year. And then Calais Campbell anchoring that Jaguars defensive line. Ten and a half sacks, 72 tackles. He had the best pro football focused run grade in the NFL and the most run stops in the league. Um, 
I don't think you could go wrong with either of those two. I don't think you could go wrong with Darius Leonard. I think Jalen Ramsey is justified there. Um, and then there's the Jadavian Clowney question. I don't think he's on the level of any of those guys, but even still, a damn good football player. And it feels like he hasn't tapped into everything that he could be just yet. And I'm interested in seeing if and when he's traded, if he ends up in the right spot, could he be unleashed? Uh, a good question. I just, you know, Philadelphia is one of the rumored teams for him. Thinking about him and Fletcher Cox on the same defensive line, um, and not not only those two, that 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 entire defensive front is very very talented. Um, Graham, right? Too. Yeah, Graham. In you know, putting him with that group, I I, I just feel like he could be spectacular with, with that group of guys. Um, and even still, even with Houston last year, number forty six player in the NFL according to Pro Football Focus, outstanding. Um, but I went with a tie between J.J. Watt and Calais Campbell. Best coaching staff. Um, what's that? I said, ugh. <laughs> An audible groan. Um, I felt like this one was actually pretty easy. I went with Indianapolis. I went with Indianapolis also. Strictly on the, uh, on the, on the heels of Frank Reich. Frank Reich, for sure. Um, but I do want to give credit, too, to, to Matt Eberflus, uh, who, yeah. who I don't job. think, yeah, I don't think, you know, I think the, the, the notion last year heading into the 2018 season was that with Frank Reich coming in and the pieces that Indianapolis had, that that could be a, a really good offense right away, especially getting Andrew Luck back. But the strides that they made defensively, um, I don't think anybody saw that coming. And a lot of that credit, it deserves to go to Chris Ballard, too, who, as the GM, turned the Colts roster around in a very short amount of time. But if you just look at the, the way the Colts started last year, they start 1-5. and five. It looks like they're dead in the water. They finish 9-1. and one. And in those nine wins, not only were they scoring 31 points per game, defensively they were only giving up 17 per game. I think that that's just a hell of a job with Ebert Flutes. Getting the most out of Darius Leonard in his rookie year, um, I really like that staff. I think Ebert Flutes could be a a head coaching candidate next year if they maintain that kind of um, defensive improvement. Uh, But this year it's going to be a great test for them having to right the ship after Andrew Luck's retirement announcement only two weeks ago, um, playing a tougher schedule this time around. We'll see what kind of um, what kind of coaching staff this really is. Definitely. Uh, best division newcomer. couple good options here. Where do you go? Uh, I went with Nick Foles. Um, yeah. I just think he's going to play the biggest role, you know. If he if he has a good year, I think the Jaguars have a good chance to 
be pretty good. And if he doesn't, they're in trouble. So I gave it to Nick Foles. That's totally fair. Um, you know, it, like I said before, if he can, if he can help turn the Jaguars' offense into a good offense, they could win this division. It's a possibility. Um, he is ten and three as a starter in the last two seasons. Whether or not that translates to a Jaguars group that has a bunch of unproven skill position players. It remains to be seen, but he was also my pick largely for the reason that, that you mentioned is that the, the most is on his shoulders moving forward. Um, Duke Johnson, I, I just, I felt like that was a really underrated pickup for Houston, especially it's important now that, yeah, that Lamar Miller is hurt. Um, last year, he, only ran the ball 40 times. They're they're going to need to find another running back to get the bulk of the carries. I don't know that he's a running back who can carry the ball a ton of times every game, but a really good pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, He will be useful within that offense. And then a couple other ones. Justin Houston coming to Indy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was one of the areas where Indy could really improve. They're 20th in sacks and sack percentage last year. Having Houston on the edge will help. Um, and then, you know, I don't know how meaningful these will be because I, I don't know what kind of quarterback Marcus Mariota is. The, the jury is still out on him. But Tennessee adding Adam Humphreys through free agency and then A.J. Brown in the draft. Um, they're clearly trying to bolster the talent around Marcus Mariota. Um, and Humphreys had a quiet, solid, under-the-radar year last year. Yeah, I mean, you know, plus, the, you know, yeah. I had Humphreys actually written down myself. Yeah, 76 catches, 816 yards, five touchdowns with Tampa Bay last year. Um, so that, that, you know, we'll see what kind of target he ends up being for Marcus Mariota. And that's a good segue into our next category, hot seat watch. Um, I, you know, you, you mentioned two of the names earlier, Bill O'Brien and Marcus Mariota. Which one of those two was your pick for hot seat watch? Um, well, I had Marcus Mariota and Bill O'Brien. I think they're both on a, on a very hot seat. Yeah. Um, I, you know, Tennessee signed Tannehill. I, if Mariota doesn't perform, I, I think he's going to get the axe. And and I, I mean, if you're Houston, Bill O'Brien's got to be on a short leash. I mean, every year, I mean, the team just hasn't really. I mean, they lost the home playoff game last year to Indy. The game really wasn't even close. So. I don't know. I think I think both of them are uh, on a seat that's very hot. I agree with you. I I went with Mariota as my actual pick. Um, you know, it it's a mixed bag resume, and he's so up and down. Um, twenty seven, twenty eight career record. If you if you look at 
the games they played last year against Philadelphia and Dallas and New England, it looks like he's figuring it out. You know, they get wins over all of those teams. And then he follows up that Philly game with a loss at Buffalo where he goes 14 for 26, 129 yards, and an interception that's like, what the hell are we doing here? Is this actually going to come together, or are you just going to be a guy that is always up and down? Um, and, you know, they they bring in Tannehill. He is definitely not the answer long-term. But if things don't go well, I, I do think that they'll pull the trigger on a switch, and there'll be another team that this year, if things don't go well, that if they're in the position to draft a quarterback, maybe they look at doing that. Maybe if they have, you know, the season from hell this year and they, they're in position to draft Tua next year, maybe they do it. Or maybe they have their sights set on Trevor Lawrence two years from now. Um, as far as Bill O'Brien goes, you know, they, they, he's 42-38 and 38 in his career. He had three straight 9-7 and seven seasons from 2014 to 2016. Um, it, he's just never been able to get them over the hump. And maybe that's not all on him. As we talked about before, maybe a lot of it is the fact that they haven't been able to draft an offensive line. And they have their franchise quarterback now, and it's going into year three for Deshaun Watson, and we're still not sure how good this offensive line is going to be. Um, But I, I, I'm with you. If, if they miss the playoffs this year, they could very easily go another direction ahead, Coach, especially because there's not a permanent GM in place. And if they bring in a new GM, he could just decide, okay, I want to bring in my own coach. And that could be it for O'Brien. I don't think he makes it, to be honest with you. To next year or through the year? Uh, till next year. I wouldn't be surprised if... Go, if 2020, they have a different coach. It wouldn't surprise me. And another one, one last one, Doug Marone. Um, if if Jacksonville has another five and eleven kind of year, I think oh, he out. could be on the hot seat. Yeah, he he has the third best odds of being the first coach fired this year. Wow. Um, so there there's definitely there there's some buzz there that he could be on his way out. Gambler's corner. Where'd you go? Over eight and a half Jaguars wins. Oh, okay. You are on Jacksonville this year, it sounds like. I got them um, as my top team in this division, yes. All right. I, I I was not quite as high on them, which could be residue from the fact that I picked them to go to the Super Bowl last year. Um, but I, I actually do have a Jaguars-related pick for my gambler's corner. I went with Leonard Fournette. Over 999 and a half rushing yards. Um, he he finished third in the NFL with 35% of his runs with eight defenders in the box in 2018. Um, that number shouldn't be nearly as high this year with an honest-to-God NFL quarterback in the picture. Um, all he needs to do is average 62 and a half rushing yards per game over 16 games to get to 1,000. They're still going to run the ball plenty. I think he gets to that. Um, I would guess that you probably like that one if you like Jacksonville to win over eight and a half games. 
I do. Um, my honorable mentions, I went with Deshaun Watson, over 26.5 passing touchdowns. I think if he plays 16 games, that one goes over for fun. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, over 1,389.5 receiving yards. And I also went with Derrick Henry, under 1,225.5 rushing yards. Um, that number seems incredibly high. I think people are probably getting suckered into how good he was in the final four games of last year, but I don't see him keeping up that pace. I think he goes under that total. Um, division records. Who do you have as the fourth place team in the AFC South? The Houston Texans. Wow. What? I All right. High. I would tie, actually. All right. Who, I, have, I have the Texans and the Titans both at 5-11. and 11. Holy cow. Okay. Um, I have the Titans at 6-10. and 10. I, I'm not going to reveal where I have the Texans yet. Who do you have at number three? Oh, well, you have, have two teams tied. Yeah, my bad. Um, I have two teams tied for second or third, whatever way you want to distinguish it. I have Indianapolis at seven and nine, and I have Jacksonville at seven and nine. Whoa, got the Texans a division winner, huh? I do. <laughs> yeah, we are we are wide apart on this one. I got Jacksonville at ten and six. Ten and six, winning the division. Where did you have Indianapolis? Oh, I have Jets or Indian second at nine and seven. Okay. Yeah, I have I have Houston at ten and six. I I gotta say, the the first shocker of our of the three division preview podcasts that we've done is you picking Deshaun Watson to go five and eleven. I know it, it's it's terrible. I just feel bad for the guy. First of all, he's not going to be able to play at least one game because there's no way with that offensive line he's going to not get hurt. And if he gets hurt, it's a wrap. He's there done. I, I, believe me, you know, you know me. There ain't a game he plays unless they're playing the Raiders. I don't root for him to do good because I love me some Deshaun Watson. I know you do that. That's a, that's precisely why I'm so surprised. I just don't think they're very good. Very interesting. Wow. Um. That, yes, that that's the that's the big early surprise of this podcast so far, is that you have Houston last in the AFC South and I have them first. So that'll be that'll be one of the things to definitely keep an eye on as we head into the season. Um, it is one thirty in the morning. We have one more AFC division preview to do. The AFC West. Uh, Probably the most interesting division for us to talk about, given your Raiders fandom and, and my love affair with Andy Reid. Uh, yes. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, make sure you tune in to listen to that one. Thank you for listening to our AFC South division preview. If you didn't listen to our first two division previews, the the East and the North, check those out. NFC coming soon. Holly, we will be back very, very soon. Sounds good. See you soon.